the place for talk on the Internet. This is TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmay Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Is war always bad? Is, is love always good? <laughs> and many, many other questions that we're going to talk about today for this hour of Mastering Ourselves. It's kind of interesting. We get raised or over the years evolve into certain beliefs that we just, you know, we stand by. But how often do we really consider whether or not it's still wise and there are many perspectives to look at any particular thing. And are we looking at all those different perspectives before we stand behind a belief? And are we reevaluating our beliefs as we go along to adjust ourselves? You know, it's kind of an interesting thing about is war always bad or is war sometimes good? Truth of it is we should also always, always be honoring humanity and animals and nature but then there's times when we need to stand and defend ourselves there's also times when we have people that decide that they want to like for instance china says we want to bet <laughs> okay and in they trample over and and then you've got people in in tibet the monks who believe in peace that's great except for they lost their country. So there's a problem. What what is China even thinking going in and taking over? I mean, what are they what are they thinking? But they've done it. So whether you think it's right or wrong, they did it. So now you got the people that live in Tibet who are, you know, no matter what they're peaceful, so they lose their country. Maybe they should have stood up and fought. Maybe they should have. Right. They, they simply weren't ready. And I see a lot of people, and I've fallen into this a few times, where you think your good intentions and good efforts for the good of mankind take, takes care of everything. So intentions doesn't do the whole thing. You must walk in the real world. And if we had an enlightened world where there was no dark and everyone could be reasonable, There'd be peace for everything. You wouldn't have to have war, love everywhere, no problem. But that's not the world we live in. There's horrendous things going on here. And so, like war, you know, if you're instigating war, that means, uh, you know, that that's not a good thing because it's, like, not necessary, but you want to make it happen. If you're doing it for uh, for money or for power and you're t stomping over the rights of other people, that's not okay. If you're doing it for revenge, that's only going to create more incentive for revenge. However, if you're doing, participating in war to liberate or defend, that might be a whole different deal where you would be wrong not to participate in supporting 
a war. You know, I've read uh, a number of accounts from different um, people who say, boy, I really, really uh, am uh, pro-pacifism. I do not believe in war. I remember, I don't remember his name, unfortunately, this very moment, but he was a uh, well-known travel writer uh, and journalist that went around to different parts of the country to report on what was going on. And he had gone down into, like, Rwanda or one of the places where there was all this genocide. Yes. And he said, you know, I am a pacifist, but, you know... There's no way that we should be a pacifist and sit around and watch this happening. Right. What happened here was an atrocity. It should not have happened, and somebody with guns should have stepped in and stopped these people. Right. So he said, normally I'm a pacifist, but, you know, I can't, I can't justify being a pacifist when this is going on. You know, it's an idealism to be a pacifist when you have so much evil on the planet, and that's a problem. Albert Einstein um, said, you know, he was a pacifist before he saw Hitler rising. And then he tried to talk to our government and says, you got to do something about this. you got to go take him out because he's going to just kill millions and millions of people. I know he will. I've, I've been there before I left the country. And so to, do, to, to not do war when it's really necessary and you got just bullies doing genocide killing hundreds of thousands or millions of people is unconscionable it is a great vast sin to go to war for power for money for revenge is unconscionable it's a vast sin so it's it comes down to war isn't evil war is whatever is your motive for doing it judges you Intent is so important. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. You know, Gandhi was another one who was a great pacifist. However... His primary adversary was Britain, which they actually have level heads on on their shoulders, and yeah. they, you know, you could actually reason with them. You could use the judicial system, sure. to fight your cause. But you know, when you go up against people that do genocide or extreme uh, Muslim terrorists, these people do not reason, so you can't use the same means. And even Gandhi said there were times when you had to really consider whether or not pacifism is really what worked, right. being a pacifist. So some, that, some of these extremists, you know, you try to present them facts, you try to present them humanity or equality, and they basically go, don't bother with us. Our minds are righteously made up. Wait a minute. Don't bother with the facts. Yeah, don't bother with the facts. Our minds are righteously made up. We've already made our mind up. How about is love always good? You know, a lot of people say all there is is love. That's all that matters. And God is love. As Charmaine and I have evolved, we realize that that's not exactly the case. Uh, God is more consciousness. God is more evolving. And if you call it love... You can look at the horrible things happening on earth. They are permitted by our loving Heavenly Father. So how can we say that's love? It's because there's a mandate for mankind and all of life to evolve. 
and to clear ourselves. And so if we're not doing it, if we're just uh, really missing the boat, we're going to get into uh, real massive complications. Now, there's several kinds of love. <clears throat> there's excessive loving your kids, you know, like no restraints, and people think that's love. But actually what happens is you get spoiled kids and people who don't know how to discipline themselves say no to themselves when it's appropriate as they grow up. So you're actually, you think you're loving, but it's, it's actually the process of excessive no restraints and you're, you're uh, raising, you're grooming some real troublemakers. Some people think love is free sex, unrestrained, free drugs, uh, pleasures, indulgences without limit. And, uh, you know, that's not love, that's indulgence. That's what you call indulgence. You can be loving in the middle of some of those, but the pure love you might want to call more like you're loving and caring for others or for what's best in the best interest of those around you and all of life. And, you know, some people think love is always nice and sweet no matter what, but what if... Your kid was running out in front of a car. Nobody saw anything, and the kid was certain to run into the, into the car unless you screamed with a almost a violent scream to almost psychically grab a hold of this kid and stop him in his tracks. If you didn't scream and you were just nice and sweet, you wouldn't have a kid. So there's another thing where just nice and sweet isn't it, although generally that's a nice way to be, but a lot of times... Uh, people are compulsively nice and sweet, and uh, they're disempowered from that. Other people take advantage of them. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And don't forget to check out our website, MasteringOurselves.com. Lots of cool stuff there to go check out. You know, sometimes you get people who, for instance, they use love to reel people in. They use it in a dirty way to reel people in, to get what they want, to do what they want, and they abuse it. So then what ends up happening in, say, a next lifetime for them to learn that lesson is they have love uh, kept away from them so that they learn learn the opposite lesson. Right. Some people, um, they fall in love, but actually they fall into attraction and it doesn't necessarily have a lot to do with love. Yeah. Your heart feels all kinds of wonderful things and that kind of thing, but it's sort of like attraction, and a lot of times in attraction, you want to get possessive over the other person. It's like mine, and we're going to have a special relationship. Another type of love that a lot of people uh, want to override but is essential absolutely essential in some cases is tough love your spouses your kids uh, different in-laws different friends uh, in businesses sometimes you have to do tough love which means you do what's not fun you make a stand and stop the flow of indulgence or whatever or foolishness that is going to get in out of control or cause harm down the road and you redirect it even though uh, nobody likes you doing it at the moment. So there is a place for tough love. It's just not sweet, wonderful love. And then there's what well, we called it uh, unrestrained sex is romantic love is some of that and attractive love is some of that. 
So there's different kinds of love. You can't just say love is all good. I was alarmed uh, when I read today in the Reader's Digest uh, some of the results of unrestrained love. (laughs) And there's this incredible uh, amount of home testing going on of uh, different types of home tests, lab tests. But the most recent one on the market is your DNA testing. And why is that so important? Because of how many people who don't know who the daddy is. This is alarming to me. How many Isn't people don't know who the daddy is. That's what you call promiscuous indulgence just gone wild. And, you know, I'll tell you, now listen, sex is a very, very powerful thing. It's an aphrodisiac. It's wonderful in a lot of ways. But if you have dysfunctional sex where your heart's not engaged in respecting the other person properly and you're making it so both people are having a great time when and how each other works best, then I've seen so many times, I've done counseling for many years with with many clients, dysfunctional sex causes a tremendous amount of problems. There are a tremendous amount of gay people that have had abusive or dysfunctional bisex, you know, sex with the opposite sex. And it's been dysfunctional and abusive, and so all the only place they can go is into gayness. And I've seen that hundreds and hundreds of times in my little sphere of, of the world. So it's rampant, dysfunctional bisex, what do they call that? Bisexual. Bisexual. Yeah. Dysfunctional bisexual drives... Uh, hordes of people into being gay. Yes, I can imagine it would. And not knowing who the daddy is is a very big problem. Yes. (laughs) We're not really supposed to be doing that as a whole. I can tell you. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We appreciate you joining us today. When we come back, we're going to talk about a number of other subjects like is abortion or being nice or freedom or cooperation or anger or money, all these different things. Are they always good or are they sometimes bad? Stay with us. (laughs) 